Hello, friends, and welcome to Tell Us More, a podcast from Lake Forest Church Westlake, all about the messages we hear each and every week. I am your host, Nathan Story, and we took a break last week because our church is in transition, a lot going on, but back with me. Pastor Aaron, Aaron Gibson, and Cesar Guerrero, our tech and youth guru. Good to see you guys. We're doing this virtually. We're doing kind of a different setup. This is kind of fun, but how are you guys doing? Doing all right. Headphones are in. Headphones yeah. in. I, I feel like I'm I'm living my childhood fantasy right now. Sci-fi. You know, I'm I'm talking to friends over over the computers. <laughs> yes. Over the computers. Over right the now. interwebs. We're hacking in. We're, We're gonna get sucked <laughs> in like Tron. Yes. I mean, I, that's right. That's I, but seriously, this was you know every now and then you got to pause and realize we're we're living in the future that we only we only fantasized about as kids. Like we're. You know, I mean, I remember dreaming of having a watch that I could talk to people on. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> unreal. Well, you know, it's yeah. so funny to me, and this is a, I love this because this is a wild tangent right here at the beginning of the episode, but I'm, all, I'm here for it, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've always wondered how much of our science fiction has informed our science fact. Ah, uh, yes. You know, like how much of what we dreamed about actually gave inventors and scientists ideas to work towards yeah like in a weird way that life has imitated art it seems like that has actually pointed us in that direction it's been wild yeah i saw a youtube video the other day of a guy who made a lightsaber they looks like a huge torch yeah but it's it's very very hot flame that goes out a certain certain uh like six feet and he cuts through things and sends yeah. it through a piece Unreal. of metal it's, it's it's insane that's terrifying <laughs> that's yeah. terrifying yeah i'll i'll stick with my nine nine dollars and 99 cent battery lit up plastic <laughs> one from walmart uh yeah yeah well, because of the wonders of technology and the wonders of the internet we are we're here uh to talk about a brand new series that we started as i mentioned at the top of the episode uh our church has gone through a good bit of transition in the last week. We have moved our, our services back to Sundays. We've been recording on Saturdays. We're moved Yay. back to Sunday and doing in-person worship. So good to see everyone mm-hmm. and to see smiling faces, although we assume they're smiling because everyone was wearing a mask or doing, <laughs> doing the smart thing. We're doing social distancing. Yes. Um, but it was so good to worship together. And I just want to start our time and then we'll get into uh, the new series, the people of God and the message itself. Uh, all about first Peter, but uh, Aaron, what was it like transitioning from on-camera preaching for literally uh, eight months? I mean, the better part of a year um, to going back to preaching and people. Did you have to change anything in your approach or anything in your presentation? What was that like for you? Oh man, I I I I said it on Sunday, but it really I just felt like a kid on Christmas morning. I mean, you guys know this about me. I'm. Uh, I'm a people person to a fault. I, I just, the way God has wired me. Um, my kids say that I don't have any real hobbies in life, that my only real hobby is people. Oh, and, I love that. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I almost felt like I was going to come unglued. I, I was undone. I just, uh, the energy and the, and the excitement that I felt in my body was, was probably evident <laughs> even viscerally, you know? So I, I've just felt so overjoyed, and 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 at the same time, um, you know, I had had a couple conversations with some of our ministry partners, d- dear friends of mine, that very week who said, "Aaron, we we know that you're excited about this. We're just not ready." Yeah. And um, so I, at the same time, I felt um, 
not a not a sadness. I felt um, I felt a what's the word? I guess I was I was proud of them for being able to name that. I, you know, mm. I didn't want anyone feeling guilty or or uh, like they should be there when they're not comfortable being there. So. Yeah, it was a whole a whole mixed bag of emotions. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of bittersweet, isn't it? We we celebrated so much being able to be together, but deep down we knew that we weren't all together yet, right? It was almost like a half step back. It's like you're right. saying, there are some people that are 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 you know in, within their own rights and and what's best for their family, and we we commend that staying home and still kind of not participating, you know. And it's it's hard. It's hard to know what to do to to really to, to do the best we can uh, and perform the best services at church for, for, for everybody. It's really tough. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it's great. I, I was so proud of our uh, many, many of our listeners will know we're, we're part of a family of churches, uh, the Lake Forest family of churches. And one of our churches, uh, the Huntersville Lake Forest church just did a survey. Uh, I, I believe it was last week or the week before, and they just shared the results. It was really telling, you know, a, a good third of, of the church, is um, enthusiastic about being in person. They're, 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 they're like, look, the online experience is great, but it's not really engaging. Another third is like, you know what? Uh, online is awesome. We're not ready to come in person. Mm-hmm. And kind of another third is like, you know what? We're, we're kind of somewhere in the middle. You know, we probably do a little bit of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, I, I suspect that that's true of, of our congregation as well. You yeah. know, the, so um, the truth is we're, we're really kind of halvesies on it. And so we're going to need, you know, keep, need to keep doing both in person for those who, who need that to really connect and, and, and be healthy spiritually in this season. And we're going to need to keep doing church online for those who need that to, to connect and be spiritually healthy. So, right. um, such, such so, is life in 2020. Yeah. yeah. I think what's so cool is with this, you know, with COVID we've learned how to do online and it's really positioned us well to meet the needs of people who, you know, have always been, you know, kind of kept from showing up on Sunday mornings. I had a, so I had a fun moment where uh, I randomly connected with somebody who has been uh, streaming us online. Hmm. And this person works in the restaurant industry and they had only been, attending online and I'm, I'm putting air quotes, um, uh, attending online. Ed- editor's Hunters- note, Caesar has used air quotes. <laughs> air quotes. Um, but she has been attending Huntersville for the past uh, year. I think she lives in Denver, okay. works in Denver in a restaurant. And now that Westlake has been doing online, she's now been attending Westlake. Cool. And so she gets to watch the service after, um, when the kids are asleep and she's home from, you know, working at a restaurant all day. Um, that's when she goes to church mm. and she just was so grateful. She's like, it's so cool that, you know, now I can go to Westlake now um, with COVID and then even with our online live streaming. So I was like, oh, it, it felt, you know, a little bit of a, a validation, like, yes, we, we are doing the right thing, but also, you know, not, we're doing the right thing for people who could have never come to church even before COVID. And that's just so kind of, so yeah. reassuring and hope giving. Yeah, that, and that's that's a wonderful gift of this time. As stressful and as difficult as it is to to know it's right, to know the, the right way to meet everyone's needs, it's it's great to hear that. It's great to be re, uh, reassured of that. Um, well, speaking of different people and different people's needs, we are 
uh, in, in the midst now, we started a series on Sunday called The People of God, all about that identity and that name and what that means. Um, Aaron, do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of where this series came from, what direction we felt the church needed to go in for this time? And actually, it wasn't even it wasn't even for this time, right? Because we planned so far ahead yeah, that yeah. it was just, a, I think, a Holy Spirit thing that this is the service um, and series we were starting in November of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that uh, wild? Yeah. We yeah. talk about Providence. I mean, yeah. we planned to do this first Peter book study series before we even knew the word COVID. Yep. Uh, and then here we are. And, and uh, it happened to have lined up with our, our move into the YMCA and, and just all the stuff critical this time. But I was thinking, you know, this is kind of funny. We started joking about, uh, we started the show today with joking about things from when we were kids that are now reality. And, um, it, you know, in a lot of ways, the letter of, that, that the apostle Peter wrote, or more likely dictated, right? Because he, we don't actually think he, he was um the Gospel of Mark, I always love to share this with folks. The Gospel of Mark is really Peter's telling of the life of Jesus. Mm. Uh, but Mark was the scribe, right? Mark was the one who who wrote it. And and Mark's Greek, by the way, wasn't all that great either. In fact, we w- most scholars think that Luke and Matthew each had a copy of Mark's Gospel, or at least portions of and Matthew's bad Greek grammar. I mean, it's kind of funny. Uh, so just some some Bible nerdy stuff there. That's just I love that. I, it it makes this so real, right? Uh, yeah, it is. yeah. And and so I kind of imagine here's Peter, and he's writing this letter to the churches all across Asia Minor, and in a way, the churches all across the centuries. Because this letter, uh, even though he was writing it, uh, he kind of had us in mind. Christians trying to make their way in the world uh, when it's not always easy to make your way in the world. So I, that's kind of what the series is about. I hope that's not too cryptic. Uh, what, what does it mean to be a Christian in the world today? Um, what, especially this crazy world. And then what does faith, what difference does faith make um, as we, as we try to navigate it, as we try to face difficulty and suffering, those weeks are coming up. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's a, I'm really pumped about the series. Well, awesome. And, and again, so cool to see God's hand and kind of dictating that um, as it um, yeah, popped into this particular place and time. Right. And uh, so, well, so tell us, what was it like crafting this, this week's kind of intro to that? What was, what was going through your mind? What was it like to, to think about um, interpreting and dictating your um, vision for, for Westlake, for Lake Forest Church of this region? Um, uh, through the lens of first Peter, what was that like? Well, uh, one of the things I love about Peter, you know, mo- a lot of the books in the new Testament are, are, are letters that are written, uh, by various, uh, firsthand followers of Jesus. Of course, uh, Paul wrote a lot of them and Paul is your typical religious dude, right? Like he, he went to religious school. Uh, he, he's a, he's like a professional religious guy. Yeah. Uh, and Peter could not be more opposite. Yeah. Uh, if Paul, and I, I'm probably going to talk about this at some point in the series. But you know, when Paul goes home from work, you know, he's turning on the History Channel or PBS or something like that. Uh, Peter's way more of a Sports Center kind of guy, right? He's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so right out the gate, uh, Peter can't can't handle it. He 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 drops all of his major themes in the very first chapter. And then all he does through his letters, he just keeps cycling through those same <laughs> themes. You know, 
Paul takes things one at a time. He's very academic. Peter's, Peter's just, he's a pastor. Uh, he's, he's, he's just a dude uh, who, who loves the church and loves Jesus. And, and he can't wait to try and encourage them in the midst of this. So um, you feel that in his letter right out the gate. He, he can't wait. And uh, that's what week one was all about. He says, you, you don't realize this, but God chose you. And uh, if you guys can just get a hold of that, uh, it's going to change everything. And so that, that's, that's why I was really excited to talk about week one. I felt Peter's enthusiasm uh, for the church to realize how important they really are. Yeah. Do we I, know, go ahead. Steve. I was going to ask a follow-up question to Nathan's. Do we know what group of churches he was potentially trying to reach with this letter or, um, you know, I know Paul is kind of, attributed to certain churches when he writes when he writes a letter does mm. peter have the same kind of kind of a motive motive communication or is he just trying to get this out to as many people as possible well it's he's he tells us the churches he's writing to right and he gives us that list uh i don't have it right in front of me but pontus uh bithynia um what were some of the other anyway we they're listed right there at the beginning and What's interesting is we most scholars think again these are churches that Paul probably planted, but mm. um, uh, what a lot of folks think is that the the reason the impetus for Peter's letter is Paul's death. Uh, we think that they line up such that Paul ha- Paul had died, and uh, suddenly these churches had kind of they'd lost their founder, mm. and. Um, and so what some scholars, a lot of scholars believe is that Peter wrote this letter to try and encourage these churches. Because uh, Peter was a big shot, right? Like mm-hmm. Peter was one of the dudes, he was one of the cool Christians back in Jerusalem. And Paul was kind of this rogue guy out, out in the rural areas, as it were, you know, modern day Turkey, Asia Minor, all that stuff. And so, you know, there, here's Peter trying to pick up the pastoral duties in Paul's, in, in Paul's absence because of his death. Hmm. I, I've always loved the picture we get in scripture of, of Peter and, and, you know, he's kind of impulsive, right? He's this, when he's with Jesus earlier in, in Jesus' ministry, or I guess later in Jesus' ministry, early in Paul's, Peter's ministry, there's a lot of P's, Peter, Paul, pa, 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 pa. sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a Mary in there somewhere too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, we, we see, Peter's the one that uh, when, when people come to take Jesus out of the garden, he strikes the man's ear off. Right. And he, yeah, he kind of yeah. opens his mouth and, and, uh, and, and, well, and he's, you know, you see him as a little bit of a people pleaser too, or maybe even, maybe not people pleaser, but being fearful for his life when he denies Christ. Right. You see him um, say that, I don't know this man, you know, I don't know this yeah. Christ that you're accusing me of being a, a follower of. And, and, and then he, then he gets one of the chapters in the Bible. <laughs> you know, yes. I, yeah. I love that story of, and I love just Peter's whole arc and, and the fact that if God can use this guy, you know, uh, just imagine what he could do with you. You know, if you, if you feel like God can't use you, I mean, just think about Peter. I mean, old yeah. loud brash Peter is yeah, now yeah. one of the, the people giving, uh, you know, instruction. To the, to the young church. What a, how amazing is that? That gets me fired up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I love about that, that, uh, that little history channel sports center kind of joke is that, you know, Jesus, Peter was, was 
one of Jesus' three closest friends, right? Yeah. And and arguably, arguably one of the lead apostles. I mean, he became he and Jesus' brother James were the leaders in Jerusalem. And both of those guys were were work with their hands laborer guys. Peter was a small business owner, right? He's yep. he's again, he was not educated in any special places, and yet here he is. The for at the forefront of this Jesus movement, this church, this movement of churches, I just love that. That's who God chooses and and uses. You know, uh, it, there's something comforting to me in that. It means maybe maybe I have a role to play too. Yeah, well, go ahead, Cease. Uh, yeah, you, you bring up the whole identity of Peter. Here. Um, one thing that really struck me though is even in his in his in the passage that you read. Um, from from first peter you get a sense though that those like the small business owner the brash guy the sports center washing guy isn't the primary lens that he views himself as and Mm. he really sees himself like as a jewish boy you know deep down it's like i'm a jewish boy you know he's like you said he's in jerusalem he didn't leave he didn't leave his hometown you know he didn't leave his home state he's he's uh born and born and bred jewish boy and born and raised born and raised yeah and then but that's the biggest theme that you see in what what you read for us this this you are a chosen people royal priesthood um like it's all of this jewish language Mm. and i think that's so interesting because you talk about paul being the guy he's like i'm going out tell people you know who weren't jewish um, and he's plants all these churches and that's what he leads with. That's what Peter now picking up the pieces a little bit. That's what he lean, leans in with. Um, mm. I can imagine, you know, being a Greek person reading this and being like, all right, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, almost <laughs> yeah, like, right. what right. happened to Paul? Like Paul's kind of like, you know, using all these different references to, to, to encourage me. And now you've got this, this Jewish boy who's like really hammering it at home. Hey, you're part of the family now. Um, yeah. What do you well, think and imagine, well, I was going to say, imagine the turning, right? Because we know in Acts early on, Peter was not really excited about these Gentiles that Paul was yeah, <laughs> leading, exactly. right? And and he was real resistant to that. And then you're right, sees for him now, because we know that the audience he's writing to is not Jewish. These mm-hmm. are Gentile Christians. And he's, he's using all this rich Old Testament imagery, right? He, we're going to talk about that this Sunday. The 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 the, the imagery of the temple, uh, which man, there's nothing more sacred for the, for for a Jewish man, right? And the imagery of the temple and the priesthood, and he's saying that all these Gentiles now get in on all of that. I mean, that's that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah, and imagine I'm putting a little bit of a modern lens on it. Imagine what we have to learn from that, right? Not only the acceptance of a mantle the the acceptance of an identity as uh not just a believer but a, a doer someone who is actively trying to get other people to come into the family to come into the fold um but really opening that up to everybody and saying yeah. despite my even my my own doubts and disagreements with the fact of who can and who can't be a part of this big thing that we're doing um i'm going to i'm going to have that change of heart and I'm going to um, really preach that message, make that my life's work to say this thing that I was so scared about and, and disagree, even disagreed with, with the Gentile Christians being a part of, of the family, be right. Being a part of the faith. 
that now I'm going to make it my life's work. What are, I mean, that's amazing. And how much, how much can we learn from that in a very divisive and, and tribalistic world that we live in now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. There's, you know, um, again, uh, full disclosure, we picked this series long before we knew anything that was going on. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's funny this week is chapter two of Peter and in chapter two, man, I, if, if I'd encourage our listeners, you got to go and read this, you know, he's going to talk about uh, how Christians should respond to those in political positions of authority <laughs> yeah. and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's nuts, but there's this little twist. I hope to be able to draw this out this Sunday. Um, and, and if you guys will indulge me for just 60 seconds here, I think this is so interesting. He says, look, oh, yeah. submit to the author- submit to the authorities, right? Whoever they are, whoever's in charge, doesn't matter. Submit to them. God, God's put them there for a purpose, um, and then he and then he goes into this little four part sentence. He says, uh, "Honor, honor people, right? L- you know, l- obey God." And he says, uh, "Sorry, honor people." Um, and then he says, "Revere or fear God," and then he says, "Honor the emperor." Now we miss this in our our world. We think, "Oh, okay, what? Yeah, sure, that sounds great," but to in that sentence, Peter is kind of demoting the emperor. Normally you would honor people and you would revere or worship the emperor, right? And, mm. and Peter says, no, 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 no. Bring the emperor back down onto the same level as other people and elevate God to the place that you typically think of the emperor. Wow. And it's, it's really, really cool to see that. Um, yeah, I hope to draw a little bit more out this Sunday on that front. That's, and that's a timeless message for us today. I mean, it is we are recording this on November 4th, 2020. It is the day after <laughs> uh, the American presidential election. And it has been dragged out. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We, really, yeah, we, still unless, don't, we still don't know the results. Uh, unless you guys time. are on your phones mid question. I'm not, I don't, I don't know what's happening <laughs> yeah. right now. I don't know who's president. I don't know if anyone knows who's president. And yet, you know, how good for the three of us and how good for our people, if you're listening to this and who knows what, if it's still not decided. Mm-hmm to have this deep breath, this moment, this message from Peter to say, maybe, maybe there's some, some, some things that need to be rearranged on my totem pole of importance. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and yeah. I think our identity as followers of God should, should be a, kind of the most important thing that, that we have. I'm, I'm curious, this is a little bit of a, a rabbit trail, but I'm thinking again about revolutionary Peter, you know, Peter that would take up sword before word yeah. and, and how much, of his charge to kind of bring the emperor down is a, do you think a little bit of revolutionary Peter is kind of in there a little bit? We're saying, look, the government isn't necessarily what matters. Do you, do you yeah. think there's a little bit of that in there? What do you guys think? I don't know. That's a good question. I can't it's, help it's but he, thought, yeah, it's yeah. a fun thought exercise. Cause yeah. like you said, if he's, if he's born and raised, you know, a Jewish boy, there's a temple, God is King, you know, and you have the Roman oppressor in town, yeah. and, you know, those yeah. lines are drawn for you for a long time. Cause Rome's been there for a while at that point. So people are upset. Yeah. So it may, yeah, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if he's also though writing, writing that knowing that there are some Greeks and some Romans in these churches that he's writing to, True. you know, saying like, yeah, Hey, you yeah. know, you know, I, I have to, I submit, to the things that, that you don't even think of, like you don't have to think about submitting to the Rome when you're a Roman. You're like, oh yeah, this is what I do. I've, I've 
grown up and been raised in this. And as far as I know, Rome's awesome, you know? Yeah. And so for <laughs> Peter to say that, submit to I hear the bats are pretty Rome. great. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to a Coliseum yeah, match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. He does. I, I do think there, again, we get, we keep getting these glimpses of, the 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 mature Peter. And I, don't, I want to be careful. Not not that he was immature, but the 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 grown Peter, Peter who yeah. has been changed by his relationship and faith yeah. in Jesus. And he does say, I mean, this was he does say this was in chapter one. We 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 this was this was this last Sunday. Um, he says, you know, that you have an inheritance in heaven that is stored and and protected for you there. That nothing, no one can take that away from you, right? Mm. So part of what seems to have shifted in Peter is pre-resurrection, pre-resurrection of Jesus, Peter really did think that, that he, that the, all his hope was in thro- overthrowing Rome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and post-resurrection Peter really seems bo- to believe he, he now sees that God's kingdom is bigger than the kingdoms of this world mm-hmm. and that the kingdoms of this world are going to come and they're going to go, but God's kingdom is greater. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems to be the perspective that he now has. Uh, he says, you know, we, yes, these other kingdoms are important. We, and we you know, honor the, honor the emperor. Hey, look, don't, don't, don't do stupid stuff and get yourselves in trouble for no good reason. He's but remember there's a kingdom that's greater and, and that's where our, our ultimate allegiance lies. Right. Yeah. So good. That's cool. Well, Aaron, I always love hearing, uh, what possibly we didn't get to hear from you on Sunday. Is there anything on the cutting room floor of this sermon that you wanted to share that just didn't quite have time to share? Another thing about doing in-person worship again for us is that, you know, we're kind of keeping the, the, uh, the timeline the same on our, for our, our online services because there's still our services are in person. Yes, but they're still online. So what we're doing is we're kind of, uh, shortening our services a little bit, continuing to sit in that kind of 45 minute range, but, so that, that can make it challenging uh, on, well, what I do, the worship leader, you know, we, we want to do 16 bridges sometimes. Uh, yes. but also, I, I imagine there's some challenges for being a pastor and, and having to, to stick to kind of an online um, timeline too. Is, is there anything that you didn't get to that you want to share or are you just saving that for subsequent weeks? <laughs> well, you know, I, there is a whole lot. Again, I mentioned this. Peter is not linear. He's circular. And so he's going to, mention almost every theme of the letter in every chapter of the letter. Okay. And, and so for him, and, and for good reason for him, they all swirl together. It's, this is not a, uh, this is not a treaty or an argument. This is a pastor writing to his church or churches to encourage them. And uh, so there's a lot of good stuff in that first chapter that we didn't have time to, but honestly, I, 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 if I had more time, I would have loved to have taken just a few more minutes. We did this in the service, but um, boy, this is a huge rabbit trail, but, uh, let me just say one of, one of my heroes in the faith is a guy named Ignatius and, and he's a, um, uh, uh, a Spanish, uh, Christian, uh, from centuries ago. And one of the things that Ignatius really popularized is, uh, this idea of, of using our minds in prayer and really engaging the, what God has gifted us with. And so, at the end of the service, I, I led us in a moment where we could we could use our minds to envision Jesus coming to us and and choosing us the same way he did Peter, or, or the same way that uh, that Lee nailing 
uh, story that I shared about the orphan train, you know, the, the, and, and, uh, yeah. you know, if, if people didn't really engage that, that, that has been a powerful thing for me. And I, I would have loved to have a little more time on that. I tried to create an, a space, a sacred space for us to do that. And I think it was, it was really fun. I, I actually had two people come up to me and tell me how powerful that was for them. Uh, and that it was a very real sense of Jesus, uh, meeting them in that prayer time. So, uh, I would have loved to do done a little bit more of that. We we may do a few more of those prayer exercises that come from Ignatius. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That's I cool. hope so. Yeah. Well, is there anything else uh, you want to add that people um, should should take away from this first week of the People of God series? What what what's kind of the the elevator pitch? What's the you know thirty second version of this of this week's message for us we always say in our planning what do the what word of god do the people of god need to hear in this season when we're doing our planning sessions and i love that we're literally naming the series after that idea right so what let's boil it down for us i know we've been talking at at length here but um, to close our time together why don't we talk about just how you would sum up and, and what should we should take away from this this first week well um you know as american christians we're really good at privatizing our faith me and Jesus, me and Jesus. Uh, and, and the Bible's not going to let us get away with that. Uh, there, is, there is yet a we to our faith. We, the people, uh, you know, in that sense. And um, I think that what does it mean for us as a church? What does, what does it mean for my faith to be a part of this collective? And um, I, I'm excited for us to explore that a little bit more. Uh, this series is, is for us as a church, uh, even as much as it is for us as individuals. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see how that, that principle or that theme that you were bringing out of Peter saying, you are, God chose you, um, mm. that, the idea of God chose you. And that sounds like a, a you or a me or an I statement. But yeah, if, if what you're saying is true, that it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a you, it's a y'all, not a not That's a right. singular, but a y'all. It's a y'all. You, you go and look in the Greek. It's a y'all. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is. It's an all yeah. y'all. God chose all all, y'all. all you guys. Is, all all you guys. You guys is. Um, <laughs> it'll be fun to see that kind of, you know, be made more clear. Yeah. 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 Which is exciting. Well, Nathan, one, you know, uh, the folks who tune in uh, for, for our, our podcast are, are really are some of our, you know, first followers and, and real sharp thinker people. They're the people who are wanting to wanting a little bit more. Right. And so yeah. if, if that's you and you're listening, I want to give you a challenge. You know, first I'd, I'd really challenge you to sit down and, and really read through the whole of the letter of first Peter. Um, and if you can, if you've never done this, it, this is a powerful experience, sit down and read the letter in one sitting. Hmm. And, and don't get hung up on any one for just, just read it as if it really is a letter written to you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do that each week, uh, as I preach so that I'm not losing sight of Peter's overarching purpose. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, if, if you read, if you wake up Sunday morning and you want to read that chapter, uh, that we're preaching on that week before coming in on Sunday or before dialing in for church online, it, you're, it's going to really enrich your, your experience of, and, and even help you to hear from what God is trying to say to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I love this series already. I'm really excited to, to, to hear that word that Peter has for us and that you have for us and, and our guest speakers too, through this whole uh, season. I think it's going to be a real gift. I'm excited. 
Yeah, well, it'll be fun. Uh, you know, we normally don't don't telegraph this kind of stuff, but uh, um, uh, I'm I'm of course preaching this Sunday. But uh, for our podcast listeners, they get a little. They'll be the first to hear uh, uh, our local missionary at UNCC, Brent Campbell, director of university at UNCC, is going to be preaching the third week of this series, uh, all yeah. about chapter three of First Peter and about mercy. Uh, and and I'll tell you what, man, you folks are not going to want to miss miss that weekend. And I'm going to call it right now. That'll probably be the best episode of the podcast so far. <laughs> we uh, absolutely. Come on, it's absolutely. going to be awesome. Yep, yep. I think we're pretty great, but Brent's yeah, going to be amazing. I, it'll be great. And I love it whenever Brent comes and preach. Well, all of our guest preachers, we have just some amazing folks that come in. I always, you know, I always get, I tease them and say, you know, after folks hear them preach, I was like, why can't we have that person every week instead of this Aaron dude, you know? So <laughs> I I'm I'm super excited for Brent. And I come. say Caesar stop that. Aaron needs some encouragement. Don't. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You're being so mean, Caesar. <laughs> That's good. Well, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Us More in this new season. We're excited that you're you're coming alongside us, that you're listening, that you're engaging uh, with what the, the word of God is for this and his people uh, in this time. We hope you listen to our, our uh, show in the coming weeks. I want to thank Aaron and Caesar for joining me again. Thanks, guys. Sure thing. Well, Thanks, join Nathan. us next time when we ask our speakers and those ministering to us to tell us more. Goodbye. Goodbye.